All right, so it has actually been a little while since I've done my first recording, or last recording, I should say. Um, I, I guess I can attribute that to just me being a little bit lazy, but it, it has a little to do with other things. Either way, I'm going to jump right into it. I don't want to take too long in this one. Uh, it's a little bit of a shorter post, I guess, um, just because it's it's more excerpts than anything of my own thoughts. I'm just trying to put things together, so we'll just get right into it. All right, title of the post is going to be, Two Shall Become One Flesh. Um, now, in the book, Attached by Amir Levine, who is an MD, and Rachel S.F. Heller, who's an MA, there's an idea that goes along in the book uh, where when, well, the idea is when two people come together or form an intimate relationship, they create an interconnected neurological bond and regulate each other's psychological, yeah, psychological well-being. Uh, I have a link in there and uh, an excerpt is also in there. Uh, from a study that was done by James A. Cohen, Hilary S. Schaefer, and Richard J. Davidson explaining the idea. Uh, the excerpt goes like like this. Uh, Sixteen married women were subject to the uh, threat of electric shock while holding their husband's hand, the hand of an anonymous male, uh, or no hand at all. Results indicated a uh, pervasive attenuation of activation in the neural systems supporting emotional and behavioral threat responses when the woman held their husband's hand. Uh, a more limited attenuation of activation in these systems occurred when they held the hand of a stranger. Most strikingly, though, the uh, effects of spousal hand-holding on neural threat responses varied as a function of marital quality, with higher marital quality predicting less threat-related neural activation uh, in the right anterior insula, I guess is how you pronounce it, uh, superior frontal gyrus, and hypothalamus during spousal but not stranger hand-holding. That's all to say that a married couple with higher well-being in the marriage has a tighter connected neurological bond versus um, just random people or versus a married woman and a stranger versus just anyone who are just together in one room. You know, you have an effect on your wife or husband, so to say, greater than some random stranger would have, right? And that, that goes to another point that I have in the podcast, so... Another link I have with more science from another study done by uh, Dr. Brian Baker also backs up the hypothesis. Uh, quote says, we've always known that social support moderates blood pressure and cardiovascular response. And this is direct evidence of that. And that's in his, uh, his study that is linked in the post. If, if you want to get the links, you can go to the post and check it out. Now, in, in the Bible, I'm going to use the Bible now to, to kind of back all this up with what the Bible says. And it's, it's kind of funny to me in my own mind how the Bible has been so far scientifically, although it didn't have um, stats and graphs and studies and published papers to, to back it up, the word itself in the Bible should be enough backing up to, you know, just make sense for all of it. Either way, uh, in Genesis chapter 2, verse 24, the verse says, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And Ephesians 5.31, almost a direct copy, it just backs it up, it says, for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh. And I just bring up two so that way, you know, in the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every matter be established. So I'm just going to go ahead and quote two witnesses there. Now I get the feeling that the Bible isn't just spewing out good proverbs that have allegorical meaning, but not much more. Now, I believe the Bible is to be taken literally because the area of psychoanalysis in the medical field is still generally new, uh, in progress, if not in practice. 
And the Bible had it right nearly 3,000 years ago. Right? Uh, they too shall be one flesh. So just back to the initial point, when my, when my wife's mood, uh, blood pressure and stress levels can be altered in measurable and large ways just by the touch of my hand, not a stranger's hand, mind you, I know there's a reason behind it because the Bible said it first and science is just now catching up. So I did say that this was going to be a shorter one. And I mean, what I'm struggling with right now is trying to put all my thoughts into a uh, understandable idea and one that makes sense and one that makes the most sense, at least to me. So what I've been you know, accusing myself of is writing down ideas and not necessarily putting them down in a way that's coherent enough, right? I'll just write it down. And once it sounds kind of good, it'll just go. So what I'm going to try and do on some of my next posts and some of the next podcasts is put it down in a more ho coherent way, something that's just easier to understand and comes across better with better words in different situations, better phrases, just something that sounds better because it, I don't want it to sound like it's something I just whipped up because I did put a lot of thought into it. I just wrote it down as fast as I possibly could so I wouldn't lose the thought, if that makes sense. Either way, this was just an update. So for now, I'll leave it at this. And um, if anyone does want to check out the blog, uh, let me just plug that in. That's going to be purebiblebeliever.wordpress.com. Uh, the one we just read, the post was two shall become one flesh and all the links are in there. If you want to email me, my email is Claude Karaji. That's C-L-A-U-D-C-H-E-R-E-J-I at gmail.com. Any questions, comments, anything, go ahead and give me an email or just check out the posts. Uh, as always, God bless.